So let's just lift our Bibles up and wave them around and make Jesus glad and the devil mad. Say this together. Say, Heavenly Father, I've tuned in tonight to live stream because I'm hungry for life and there's life in the Word of God. I thank you, Father, for speaking to me individually and personally out of your Word. I have ears to hear what the Spirit reveals to me tonight, and I know that my faith is growing exceedingly in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's turn in our Bibles, please, to Hebrews, the third chapter, and we'll start reading with verse 12. Hallelujah. And here's Paul talking to the church of Hebrews. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. For some, when they had heard, did provoke. Howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses, but with whom was he grieved forty years? Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not? So then we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Chapter 4 now, verse 1. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as, un, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. I like that verse 2 there in chapter 4. The word preached did not profit them, or it did not benefit them. The word preached did not benefit them. And so tonight I want to speak about the profitable word. You know, the profitable word, number one, must be preached. I mean, what if you're in a church where they don't preach the word? They preach a bunch of fables. They preach a bunch of stories. They preach a bunch of, of uh, falsehoods, theories. No, we need the word. I thank God that I sat under Pastor John Osteen. He always preached the word, and he lived the word. Amen. And so the profitable word, first of all, has to be preached. Second of all, it has to be heard. We have to have, have, to have ears to hear. Uh, and we have, to ha we have to receive it or we have to understand it. We have to, we have to hear it with understanding. And then, finally, it must be mixed with faith. What do I mean by that? It means that we must act on what we hear. You know, just hearing the word by itself, even if we say admire it and we say, wow, that's truth. I, I believe that's true. Well, if we don't act on it, then we didn't mix faith with it. See, faith is acting on the word or acting like the Bible is true, or acting because of the Word. And so, uh, in order for, for the Word to profit us, it has to be mixed with faith. Otherwise, what happens? We come up short of the promise. I tell you, I don't want to come up short, do you? 
And so when we're talking about unbelief versus faith, see, there's always those two sides, unbelief versus faith. Unbelief keeps us out of the promised land. You know, he, here in chapter 3, he gets to talk here. Paul was, was always comparing. Many times he's comparing what happened to the children of Israel. And, uh, and he's preaching this but for the benefit of the New Covenant Christians. He said, don't, don't let what happened to them happen to you. Uh, you know, he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 that all these things in the Old Testament were written for our admonition uh, upon whom the ends of the age are come. And so they're an example to us. And we should learn from their mistakes. And so he's talking about here the unbelief kept them out of their promised land. Unbelief, you know, will keep you out of God's promise. It'll, it'll make you come short. Faith will bring you in. <laughs> and so what happened to the Israelites? Well, they hardened their hearts. And he talks about sin hardens the heart. What sin was it? Well, basically the sin of unbelief. You know, unbelief is a sin. When we refuse to believe God's word and take it for what it says, then that hardens our heart. What, what do we mean by that? You know, Brother, Brother Hagin used to tell the story as a young preacher, you know, he would, he would stay with different uh, uh, members of the church. He was staying with an old gentleman who had a farm. He, his, his custom was to get up early in the morning, like 4.30 in the morning. Everybody else would be out milking the cows and getting the, getting the farm off off, uh, you know, to a good start, but the old man was getting up and drinking his coffee, and he would boil that coffee on that old wood stove, and it would be boiling hot, and he'd pour it in a tin cup and just drink that whole cup of coffee down, just boil, boiling hot coffee. How could he do that? Well, he couldn't do it at first, but over a period of years, he, he hardened his, his mouth and his tongue and his, his esophagus, and, and he, had, he had just, it all crusted over to where he was no longer sensitive to heat and cold. And uh, that's exactly what happens to us. Uh, sin will harden our heart or cause us not to be sensitive to God's ways and God's spirit. And so that's what happened to the Israelites. They, got, they gave themselves permission to murmur and complain and do all kinds of evil things. And uh, it was easy then for them to, to walk in unbelief. You know, unbelief always angers God, whether it's Old Testament or New Testament. <laughs> uh, but faith pleases God. You know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. But faith will please him. So... Uh, <clears throat> Unbelief versus faith, let's determine that we're going to walk by faith and not by sight. Let's turn in our Bibles to Mark chapter 4. Let's get an example of the profitable word. Mark chapter 4. This is the chapter where Jesus borrowed uh, the boat and, and went out and started preaching from the boat to this huge crowd on the shore. And he told them a parable of the sower sows the word, and he talked about uh, four kinds of dirt that the, that the word was sown into uh, by the wayside, and then it was into stony ground, and then into ground that had weeds and, and, and briars, and, and then into, into good ground. It had four kinds of, of ground. And three out of the four uh, had a crop failure. So he talked about the word was like that. The word is sown into the heart, and if we're not careful, we can have a crop failure. We can have no results. 
And so we call that the stolen word, the scorched word, the strangled word, and then the successful word, or the profitable word. So um, after he preached that message, and, uh, and he said, look, you know, this is, this is for you to, to know. I, I, I preach to all these people out here in parables, but it's given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, talking to his disciples. So he expected them to listen with both ears while he was speaking. And uh, he expected them to take it to heart what he was saying. And so when it was all through, it was time to leave. And uh, verse 35, Mark chapter 4, when the evening was come, he said unto them, let us pass over to the other side. They got into the boat and they sailed across, uh, you know, the lake. And so... <clears throat> let us pass over to the other side. He made a statement. And what was that statement? Well, it was a profitable word if they were listening with both ears. He didn't say, let's go halfway and sink. He didn't say, unless there's a storm, it rises up. He said, let us pass over to the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as it were in the ship. There were also with him other little ships. And there was a great storm, a mega storm, of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And uh, you know, why did they wait until the ship was full of water? Why didn't they take action? Didn't they hear what Jesus said? He said, let's pass over to the other side. They acted like they didn't hear him. And so now the, the ship is full of water and he was in the hinder part of the ship, verse 38, asleep on a pillow and they wake him. And they say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? So they accuse him of being uncaring. Isn't that curious? <laughs> I don't know if I would, you know, I, it kind of sounds to me like their heart was hardened. I mean, how do you talk so uh, rough to Jesus and accuse him of not caring just because he was tired and was asleep? <laughs> he, he, was, he was asleep because he had delegated his authority to them and they had everything they needed to get through that storm and rebuke the storm and rebuke the waves and get on onto the other side. But they didn't do it. Instead, they, they, they wake him up and accuse him. Don't you care that we perish? <laughs> and he arose, verse 39, and he rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a mega calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful how is it that you have no faith Whew. boy that's kind of rough isn't it <laughs> how is it after this whole day after you hearing me preach about the four kinds of dirt three of which were crop failures how can you not understand what I preach today how can you not take what I said let's pass over to the other side and just get us to the other side why do you wake me up and accuse me how is it why are you so fearful how is it that you have no faith not little faith no faith so you can tell that Jesus wasn't pleased he was angry now and listen unbelief always angers God Always does. How many of you want to please him? I want to please him. I don't want to make him mad. <laughs> and they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Well, they asked the wrong question. 
They ask the wrong question. They're still in unbelief. They're still, they still don't get it. And this is the record of the apostles and the gospels that, that many times Jesus did great things and they just missed the whole point. It just went right over their heads. And, uh, and so it's written in the Bible for us so that we can learn from their mistakes and learn from their, frankly, their stupidity and hardness of heart. Amen. That's what it was. And so <clears throat> the profitable word was let us pass over to the other side. That was profitable. But it, they didn't mix faith with what they heard. In fact, they acted like they hadn't heard it. And then came the storm. See, a lot of times we'll get a word from God and, and the storm comes. Why does the storm come? It comes to oppose the word of God almost every time. You get something from God. God gives you a word. God gives you something. Uh, the devil's going to come immediately. That's what he told them in the parable. He comes immediately to steal the word. The wayside, you know, it's just thrown on the wayside. It's not even planted. What happens? The, the birds of the air come and eat it up. See, the stolen word, the devil, will steal the word before it because it never was put in your heart. Then there, part number two was it's sown on stony ground. And immediately when it's first sown, it's, it's, it's received with gladness. But then when persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately that person is offended. And, and, and the... And the the heat of circumstance, the sun comes out and scorches the word. So the scorched word is scorched by the heat of circumstances. In other words, circum their circumstances arose. So I, I suggest to you that they met the second. They, they had stony ground. They had stony ground. It, they received the word, let us pass over to the other side. It was profitable. They, they heard it, but they weren't persuaded by it when the heat turned up out there in the middle of the of the of the lake you know then they they got they got fearful and they wake up jesus I, at least they woke up the word i mean you know i guess they could have sunk they woke up the word i give him that much credit but uh jesus did what they should have done and uh, how is it that you have no faith amen i'll tell you why because they had stony ground and the heat of circumstances scorched the word and they had no crop. They had no, they had no results. So, um, everybody, I want you to think about this. Just say it out loud. The stolen word. See, don't let the devil steal the word out of your heart. Number two, the scorched word. Don't let the heat of circumstances uh, burn your crop up. And then there's the, the uh, strangled word. That's when you've, you hear the word of God and, and you get some results, but suddenly the the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the lust of other things entering in chokes the word and it becometh unfruitful. It becomes unfruitful, which tells me it was fruitful for a while. I see this all the time. This happens. This is very common. People go along pretty well and they have some results and the next thing you know, it just all come, grinds to a halt. What's happened? Well, those three things, the lust of the the, uh, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness, the riches, the lust of other things, entering in, entering into where? Your heart. See, because faith is of the heart. And it uh, strangles the word, it chokes the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And then finally, the, the successful word is sown into a good and, and uh, upright heart 
and it produces some 30, some 60, and 100 fold. So even in that case, you have varying results. There's always room for improvement. <laughs> so, you know, we've got some things to think about here in 2022. I, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but, you know, God, God spoke to me. He said, when the, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. He will bring a, a violent, raging flood tide driven by the breath of the Lord. You know, we're that violent flood tide. We're riding on this tsunami of righteousness. I'm telling you right now, we, we, don't, we don't have all this stuff coming against us. We're riding on top of it. We're, all of the difficulties of this world are thrusting us forward, and we're going into ripe harvest. Amen? So let's mix faith with what we hear. Uh, we have to contend. You have to contend. The children of Israel just didn't contend for their for their inheritance, and they uh, they they fainted in the day of adversity. So I have a couple of things to to share with you tonight in order to profit. How many of you want to profit? How many of you want to have a benefit from the word? See, all right. First of all, number one, get out of the endeavor society into the faith society. <laughs> I like what Brother Smith Wigglesworth said. It's time, you know, you know, faith you know, is not trying. See, trying's an effort. Faith is just an act. You don't try to have faith. Well, you know, I, I, I know I, I need to be healed. I'm, I'm believing to be healed. I really am. I'm believing to be healed. When you believe to be healed, are you acting like you're healed? See, a lot of times people say, use the word believing to be healed, and they really are trying to be healed. They're, they're putting forth effort. They're, but see, faith doesn't require any effort whatsoever as soon as you hear the profitable word and you have faith in your heart and you have you have light then faith comes with it and then you begin to act as if it's yours so it does it doesn't take any effort it just takes obedience you just you just act like you're healed if you need healing if you're believing for your healing the the simplest way to say that you're believing for it is that you're acting like it you're resisting pain. You're resisting infirmity. You're doing everything you can do to stop it from happening. If that includes going to the doctor or taking a medication, at least you're, you're resisting. Say, you're resisting. I know sometimes people get, you know, under the gun. They start to be, feel bad. They, 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 they really get into the Endeavor Society. They're trying to believe. They're not even taking any medicine. They didn't even go to the doctor, and here they are getting worse by worse, and now they're in bed, and they can't get out of bed. Listen, don't, don't wait till you can't get out of bed to act against the symptoms. First of all, speak the word of God, and, and if you need medicine, we'll get some medicine. There's not, you know, we're all in varying uh, places in our faith walk. The main thing is we're not trying. You know, faith is not trying. Faith is acting. Amen. <laughs> Get out of the Endeavor Society and get into the Faith Society. <laughs> you know, one time I was in Galveston sitting on the seawall. You know, seawall's about 15 foot above sea level. And down below was this guy in a kayak. He was launching his kayak into the surf. And it was a rough day. The wind was blowing. Pretty, pretty stiff wind. The flags were straight out. And so the waves were tough that day. And here he is in this little kayak with his little oar, you know, sitting in this kayak. And he's, he's launching out, and the waves are breaking over the front of the kayak, hitting him right in the face. Man, I, could, I just knew his eyes were burning, his nose. He's probably breathing some of that salt water. 
And he just kept paddling and paddling. Finally, he got out almost to the end of the, even with the end of the jetties. And, and he, would, he would go down like this and up, floating like a cork. And finally, he got way on out there. I mean, he must have been, I don't know, a couple hundred yards from the shore. And by this time, he's pretty small out there. All I could see was he going up and down, up and down. Sometimes he'd disappear. And I'm looking down on him 15 foot above sea level. He's at sea level, see. And so those waves were pretty big out there. And I kind of laughed to myself. I thought, man, say, where's he going to Cuba? Where's, where's he headed? <laughs> and uh, the Holy Ghost spoke to me and he said, that's your faith. Your faith works 24-7. It's like that all night long. You go to bed and rest in faith, but your faith is working for you all night long. I've never forgotten it, see. Our faith, I mean, once you get in the rest of faith, you rest, but your faith works 24-7. <laughs> so uh, get out of the endeavor or the try. I'm trying the struggle and get over into the faith society. All right, number two, get out of, the re get out of reason and into faith. Reason. Reason with your mind. A lot of people just think too much. They do too much thinking. They try to reason their way through a trouble and through problems. Reason is the, you know, is the voice of the mind, the unrenewed mind. And that's why we need to ha have our mind renewed with the Word of God so that we're thinking the Word of God. We're meditating on the Word of God. Occupy your mind with what does the Word say. I mean, be thinking about what does the Word say about my situation. Think about that. But if you're going to start thinking, well, what if God this? What if God that? What if God's trying to teach me a lesson? What if God is, you know, what if I've done this wrong? What if I've done that wrong? Listen, the devil's just after you. Just get it settled. He hates your guts. Reason, reason doesn't have anything to do with it. Uh, in Matthew 16, uh, Jesus was with the disciples in the boat. They were and, and he said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. So immediately when he said that, they started thinking, oh, what does he mean by that? And one of them said, oh, I know what it is. We didn't bring any bread. We forgot to bring bread. Oh, Peter, I told you to go buy Subway and buy some sandwiches. You didn't do it. I didn't have time. So, you know, I'm just making that part up, okay. But, but anyway, they're just sitting there reasoning and he wasn't talking about food he was talking about the teaching of the pharisees and the sadducees being leaven in other words it's poison it's it will you know leaven is the type of sin leaven is the type of something that will multiply and expand you know yeast rises with leaven with you know yeast yeast is leaven and it will rise bread see that's a type of sin it multiplies so he said, beware of the leaven of the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So he perceived what they were thinking, and he said, he said, why do you reason that I'm talking about bread? Don't you get it? I'm not talking about bread. I mean, how many loaves, how many loaves did it take to feed 5,000? How, how much did you take up afterwards? And how many loaves did it take to feed 4,000? How many loaves was there left over afterward? Don't you understand I'm not talking about bread? I'm talking about the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So that what, he was rebuking them for their reasoning. See, faith is an act. Faith, faith is a leap. Faith jumps in. Faith claims. 
And faith has an author, <laughs> and his name is Jesus. So let's, let's make sure that we're uh, listening for the profitable word and mix faith with it. Let's mix action with what we hear. And uh, that will bring us into our promised land. That will bring us our inheritance, the profitable word. Let's lift our hands tonight. Hallelujah. Thank God for the profitable word. And I trust that this is profitable reminder for you. We all need to be reminded from time to time what we know. We know such wonderful things, and sometimes under the heat of battle, we, we might forget them temporarily. And that's why I like to remind you of these wonderful truths. Praise God. Amen.